Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt, and I'm so glad you've joined me today as we continue our theme on resurrection realities. This coming Sunday is Resurrection Sunday when churches all over the world celebrate the greatest momentous event of human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ whose resurrection gave this world the only hope, the only real hope of life after death. Through his resurrection, he defeated death. He, he paid, through his death, he paid an atoning price for our sins. And by his resurrection, he defeated death and he arose from the grave, guaranteeing that all who will put their faith in him, he promised, would also see a resurrection from the dead. So what a wonderful, what a wonderful thing this is, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We actually should be talking about it every day, preaching it every week, every day. This, this was what the New Testament church did. They, did. they didn't celebrate it once a year. They didn't have an Easter Sunday. Uh, where they celebrate the resurrection once a year. Read the book of Acts, which is the history of the earliest days of the church, and you will see that their focus, their witness, their preaching was centered on Jesus and his glorious resurrection. Now, my theme today is resurrection, life, and power for you. Because you see, the resurrection has present ongoing ramifications for every believer in Jesus. Now, Jesus made this clear in his interaction with Mary and Martha at the tomb of their brother Lazarus. And uh, we find this, this account in the Gospel of John chapter 11. You may remember that uh, Jesus was friends with these two sisters and their brother Lazarus. And Lazarus fell sick and they sent a letter to Jesus asking him to come and heal Lazarus. Well, Jesus waited around knowing that Lazarus was going to die. And so finally, after he knew that Lazarus was dead, then he went to Bethany, uh, the home now of Mary and Martha. And when he met them, they began to have this interaction. And they, they, they obviously were a little, a little perturbed that Jesus didn't come. Uh, while Lazarus was still alive because they believed in his healing power. But now, as far as they were concerned, it was all over. And so they said, Lord, if you had been here four days ago, our brother would not have died. And Jesus replied, your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know he will rise again in the last day at the resurrection. Now listen what Jesus said. She she believed in a future resurrection as we do. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Wow, I am the resurrection. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Now, with these words, Jesus made clear that the resurrection is more than a past or future event. Resurrection life has been personified in him. He is the resurrection and the life. This means that his resurrection life and power is available to you and I. In fact, if you read 
Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, and I've taught on this many times. Paul makes clear that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now residing in every true believer in Jesus Christ. And in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, Paul made this statement. He said that his consuming desire in life is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Now, the word, the Greek word, Paul was writing in Greek, that is translated know in this passage is the Greek word gnosko. And it is a word that, that, that refers to an experience. It implies knowledge that comes from a relationship between the knower and the object known. It is knowledge that comes from an experience. Now, there's another Greek word for knowledge. Uh, it is oida. But oida knowledge is merely cerebral. It's, it's mere information. It's cognitive. It's just information. But Paul didn't use oida. He used gnosko. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Now, Sue and I learned this truth in a dramatic fashion in the early days of our life in ministry together. Now, next month, May 17th, we'll be married 47 years. And this would have been about probably about two years into our life in ministry together. Without going into detail, we lost everything. We lost the place where we have it, where we're having our meetings for the congregation we were planting. We lost a place to live. Everything was gone. The God-given vision and mandate that we believed with all of our heart he had given us, it seemed that it had died. Well, in the midst of this devastation, I still remember so clearly we were sitting on a park bench with two friends and their two small children, and we were lifting our hearts in prayer. And I still remember how their five-year-old daughter named Kara, who was sitting there with us, how she was sitting there praying with us and praying in tongues. Wow. Well, suddenly, out of my innermost being, those rivers of living water that Jesus spoke about in John 7, 37, 37 and 39 began to flow. And I began praying in tongues. Now, I realize that we Pentecostals and Charismatics have learned to pray in tongues on cue at the drop of a hat. However, such prayers are too often from the neck up and powerless. But this prayer, I could feel it rising up and flowing up out of my spirit. Just like Jesus said in John 7, 37 through 39, when he said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And all the time I was there praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues, I was hearing these words. Don't be afraid of death because I am the resurrection. Did you hear that? These are the words I was hearing as I was praying in the spirit. Don't be afraid of death because I am the resurrection. And I recognize those words as being those words that Jesus spoke to Martha just before he raised Lazarus from the dead. And I immediately knew that God was telling me not to fear the death of the vision and mandate he had given. I knew he was telling me that he would, he would bring the vision back to life. But not by my scheming and planning, 
but by his resurrection life and power. And I want to tell you a resurrection did occur in our lives in ministry. A yielding to God, a determination not to quit, a step of obedience, and resurrection power flowed forth. And God did some things we could never have schemed and planned and thought of. The ministry that came forth was not the same as before, for it came forth in his resurrection life and power. And I'm going to close with this. There, you know, there are many kinds of death. Yep, the, the ultimate final death is, is when we die and they put us in the grave. But there are other kinds of death, like the one I was just telling you, we experience the death of a vision. It may be the death of a relationship, maybe the death of a career, the death of a dream or a vision. But I want to say to you, if you have experienced death in any area of life, I encourage you now to put your life in the hands of him who declared, I am the resurrection. And he is with you and in you. And as you put your trust completely in him, victory will come forth out of defeat. Life will emerge out of death. Success will arise out of failure. His words still ring true. Don't be afraid of death, for I am the resurrection. This is Eddie Hyatt. I'm so glad you've joined me today. And I'm praying that you will have a wonderful resurrection weekend. And even beginning now, that you will put your faith completely in Jesus. And you will begin now to experience his resurrection life and power working in you and through you and in your circumstances. I pray you will experience a resurrection in some area of your life this resurrection weekend. I hope you'll check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. There's all kinds of resources there. That'll be a great blessing to you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you.